Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. This week's episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma. Thanks for listening. This week I'm joined by special guest Rodney Cyrus, who joins me back on the podcast again, host of On and Off the Pitch and um, <coughs> United fan. Thanks <laughs> 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 uh, for coming on, Rodney. How are you doing? Are you all right? I'm all right. The the, the virtual cigar is on hold. <laughs> yeah. you know what? I know we laughed about this last week. But... If you want to smoke it, mate, you go ahead. <laughs> this week, I might just join you. Virtual cigar is on hold. It's, it's, in, it's in the ashtray. It's just waiting. It's just waiting. It is. Uh, good. I'm good. You're good. Thanks for getting me back on. Well, uh, we're just going to go straight into it as we reflect on this week's double derby. As City and United meet on the bounce at Lee Sports Village. Two different competitions, two completely different sides. And ultimately, two very different games. <laughs> um, let's start with last Sunday's fixture in the WSL. Um, a lot of build-up heading into that game. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, a little bit more on this in terms of the resort and, and the uh, impact that it, it would have on the standings. How did you feel heading into the game as kickoff drew closer? Um... I, I was, like I said, I was kind of confident anyway. I, I suppose uh, uh, um, seeing the table, you, you do feel confident when you think your team's at the top. There's a, there's a cushion in terms of points on the board. So you you hope for a win and you'll probably accept a draw um, at the very least. Uh, what you don't want is a defeat. So um, going in, I was, I was confident as, 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 as I could be um, for that fixture. It, it really was a, a tale of two halves. I know that's yeah. the cliche. <laughs> the cliche. <laughs> and, and polar opposites in terms of performance for each side. Um, City obviously made the better start in the first 45, um, a two-goal lead heading into the break. I mean, how did you sort of feel at half-time? Because City did give a, a really good account of themselves and it was a really good performance. But again, it for City, it was more same old story in terms of sort of opportunities squandered and, and missed opportunities that obviously really cost them the game in the end. Yeah, I, I was, you know, in, in terms of the, the looking at the game from half time, as a, as, a, as, a, as a support, you kind of relieved that it was only 2-0. If, if Manchester City had been clinical, if a particular player had a good final ball, it could have been at least 4-0, probably 5-0 in terms of final ball pass, shots on goal. But um, in terms of Manchester United's approach to the game in the first half, you know, their normal high press didn't work. It just didn't work. And uh, City were able to bypass that. And... Um, you, you really wanted to know what was what was going to be the game plan in the second half, how Casey would tinker with, with part from the lineup, the formation. And, um, you know, we could see what happens with that in the second half. But the first half, definitely, it wasn't necessarily Manchester United's best. They were in the game. 
Um, but but City definitely had had the upper hand and, and they created more chances. Yeah, I mean, Casey was quite open, uh, speaking at full time and basically taking responsibility uh, for the, the first half, saying she got it wrong and the changes were made and we saw a completely different United side in the second half. Yeah, I mean, it's really strange listening to that and it's unusual to hear a manager say she got it wrong. I suppose it, it was a, a style of play that had worked against Arsenal, you know, high press, you know, high press. Arsenal couldn't cope with it. Arsenal couldn't get out of their, 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 their back line. Uh, Manchester City were able to, and they took advantage, you know, in the box. Um, great first goal, you know, in terms of... of how cute that was to, to score from, from that position. To be fair, uh, she, Tobin, she hit that with intent, though. Oh, listen, you know, that's when someone says, don't make me angry. That's the kind of goal you want to see in a derby. And it was a great strike. But, but from, um, you know, from a Manchester United point of view, you have to you have to look at that and think definitely two different games, a better approach in the second half. A much more a much more measured approach, and once the goals were in the back, then they began to press higher. So it's almost like they kind of changed. They had within the second half there were two there were two approaches. There was a drop off. Next City have the ball, fail to find their passes, and then counter attack, and and to do so with pace and 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 accuracy, and 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 they did that, and and actually have a little bit more fight, a little yeah. bit more fight. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, it was a completely different side in the second, second half. And I kind of feel United shown a bit more composure, a bit more consistency on the ball. And, and defensively, defensively, City, again, just shown sort of their weaknesses that we've yeah. seen a fair bit of the season. <laughs> to concede from a set piece, again, yeah. for City, I mean, yeah. it's really disappointing, to be honest. I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. What I will say, right, um, Hanson coming on, uh, amazing um, contribution from her in, in the short space of time that she had, really put herself about and, and caused Manchester City's defender a problem. What I will say is, is from a Manchester City, if you look at it, I'm analysing it as, as, as a neutral for a moment. I don't understand how a back line with seasoned internationals can make a cock up, and I'm using that language advisedly, apologies, by allowing someone to stand next to their keeper unmarked. Just don't get it. And Sunday league football. The, yeah, and it's not the first time it's happened though. It seems that we're not learning and like I give, you know, and it seems to be set pieces that the problem, it's almost as if oppositions are exposing a weakness. And, and for me, and this is nothing against Ellie, but I feel because of a height, it's a bit of a weakness in terms of, you know, players are boxing in around her and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just happening too many times and, and she needs more, more support defensively from our back line. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know me, I'm praising United, I'm praising Hanson because she really caused a problem. Yeah. But I look at it from a neutral's point of view and I say, whoever was marking her during the game in the build-up, and I think it was Denny Stokes, right? Why is she not on her? So I'm, I'm looking at Denny Stokes and thinking, why are you on the line? Why are you not with the player that you spent the bulk of the second half marking out on the wing? What, what are you doing there? You know, for... for you know, for the internationals, Steph Houghton, 
Greenwood, all of them, I'm looking and thinking, so naive. You can't be England internationals with that level of just it, ridiculous. But from a Manchester United point of view, happy as happy as Larry because you know it just shows that Man United's in the box, given half a chance, will put the ball in the back of the net. So you know. But um, I think again, I don't necessarily think that's a reflection on United. Yeah. Again, I think that's just something we've seen this season. You know, in terms of clean sheets and games for City this season. They haven't come along all that often, you know. Yeah. And if we've conceded, we've usually conceded through a set piece play, and yeah. and that is what's frustrating. Like moving forward, I just don't see how we're addressing this problem because it's a problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah, For me, I, I mean, when the ball came in, I was looking at it thinking Hanson's right next to the keeper. No one's with her, and I'm like thinking, "Whoa, Sunday league football that wouldn't be allowed." So I don't know how it was happening for for you guys, but. Um, Great delivery in, uh, and great reactions to 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 get in and, and get in amongst the goals. And to be honest, it, it could have gone either way towards the end of the game. But I, I felt that the Manchester United finished stronger in the second half and, and yeah, could, have, I mean, could have snuck it. I mean, and and they could have well done really yeah. if it wasn't for for Demi Stoltz really again yeah. on the line. You know, a clearance. I, f- I feel so frustrated by the result. Yeah. You know, I'm just struggling to find the consistency. You know, we threw that game away. Uh, We were in control and, you know, credit to United came out and um, it didn't show in their game. You know, they it was just 45 minutes, went in down the tunnel. Casey said what she had to say. The changes that needed to be made were made. And it it was a much better performance from United. And for City, its points dropped. And their big points dropped, you know, in terms of the positioning in the league. It's dis- it's disappointing. I'm not laughing. You are laughing. <laughs> you are laughing. But for whatever reason, City have struggled in front of goal. And, yeah. you know, it's all well and good saying, you know, we're creative and we're doing this, that and the other, but we're not putting these opportunities to bed. And it will start to cost us. We can't afford any more slip-ups. We need better performances here on in. Yeah, you do. well, you know, from a Manchester United point of view, you look at the league and thinking, I hope that level of consistency from City continues. All, all power to you. Um, because, you know, seeing United at this moment in time, unchallenged in a way, it, it looks good going into, towards the Christmas period. Um but you know this league is difficult. Any any team can turn up on the day and get get yeah. the points. So it's the it's... thing. The thing is as well, like at the minute, like looking at the league overall, like you said, teams are now you know showing their worth and taking points off oppositions, and these are um, more competitive games now that we're you know that we're facing in terms of opposition, and and that's great because that just shows how progressive the WSL has now become, which is great in terms of like a neutral fan or, you know, people becoming interested in the league uh, and things like that. But for me, there hasn't been a team that has stood out you know, as exceptional in this league at the moment. Arsenal, mm-hmm. they're in and out of performances, just a bit like City are really, you know, not necessarily in the WSL, but in other competitions <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, they're not in the Conti Cup. I mean, that how surprising is that? 
Um, <laughs> exactly. I don't you know what know. I mean? But this is, it's, it's a good thing, though. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm really surprised by that. But, you know, credit to Tottenham. They gave them a really good game the other night, you know, yeah. and it cost yeah. them at the end of the yeah. day. So um, I'm just really struggling at the minute to, to kind of process everything that's happened <laughs> over the last week. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, um, I... I, I, you know, I posed a question to you on the pod and I said, and I, I'm trying to recall it verbatim, you didn't replace Bremer no. as a striker. And it's gonna co- I, I'm saying it's going to cost you. If it's we don't get you. another striker, yeah, it's going to cost you. Be really annoyed. Yeah, it's going to cost you. It's going <laughs> to cost you. I think Bremer had such a, a gift in terms of his technical ability and you know like I said to you like I'm so glad that we got to see that in her you know before she left um because you know she spent so much time on the sidelines we never really got to see the best of her and it was like right look at what I can do look at what what I can give and and she really delivered last season and I think you know she is a she is a technical player I kind of see that in Chloe Kelly. I think that's a bit reminiscent in Chloe Kelly, but I feel that she's not in the right position at the moment. Like, I kind of feel like if we get hemp back, it allows kind of Chloe to move into that position to allow us to kind of be, have a bit more freedom. The Conti Cup last night was watching the game and, and, you know, we're pinging these balls in from the wings and, and that's fantastic but we're not doing anything with them. We can't, you can't get excited about a, a play because it's just not <laughs> like, I'm just thinking, oh, there's another one. And it's just, it's wasteful and it, and it's just frustrating. You know, you, you don't want to rely on Sam Mewis, you know, she can't carry the team. We're missing something and it's really hard to put a finger on it at the moment. Oh, do you know what? <laughs> I, I, I look at that, that City team, and I think, you know, um, she she did well for City uh, yesterday in the Conti Cup. I thought she kind of, she was quite prominent in the game, which was, you know, a bit near. I, I thought, I, I just thought, I thought Sam Lewis did quite well in the Conti Cup. She didn't start. I think that was to be expected. But I yeah. think, do you know what I mean? Like, we expected that it was going to be you know, we were going to see that rotation and we were going to see players in and out because, of you know, there have been players that have played a lot of minutes. And I think it was a good opportunity to give the likes of Jess Park and Esme Morgan time to come into the into the team. And, and I suppose there wasn't really any pressure on City to go out and get a win, given the position in the, the country exactly. table. So it exactly. was a, an ideal opportunity. But with Mewis, for me, when I look at her play, she just stands out from everyone else. I know everyone talks about her height, but I just think her general contribution to the game for City is, is quite remarkable for someone who's come in and, and, and has adapted so well. She's, she's very key to the way that they perform, considering Jill Scott is not playing as much this season or has so far, especially in the league. So you, you look at her in that role and think, what would this City team be like if you didn't have the legs of Mewis driving forward as she can do in the midfield or actually taking shots towards goal? And it probably wouldn't pose as much of a threat as it has done this season. So, you know, I look at it and I think, you know, from, from, from a City point of view, you know, she's, she's done really, really well to do what she's done so far. Um, but the game in itself... You know, United winning on penalties, which is fantastic. But, you know, 
you don't go through to the next round. Who goes through? Does anyone know who goes through to the next round? It's all, it's kind of like, isn't it rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> they decide that. <laughs> I, I can't keep up with it anymore because it just seems to be, <laughs> the rules changing. Seem to be changing every day. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's like I say, I think it's frustrating for teams and, and clubs in particular because it seems that nobody knows what the actual passage of, <laughs> you know, the way through is. Yeah. It's it. To, I look at this competition. I have to be honest with you. I spoke to um, one particular manager this week, and he was confused as to the passage, but also the way that the, the, the competition has been put together, and 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 moving forward, it may need to change to suit those teams in the championship because this this competition, as much as it's got a com- um, games between championships and, and WSL teams. It, you know, it always favours the WSL team. They're full-time, they're professional. They have the ability to train, um, you know, five days a week. They have, you know, access to great coaching, great physio and all those things. And you're going up against teams that have got, you know, players that have got full-time jobs, getting up at four in the morning to do a normal route. I mean, like, I think it's one of the London City Lionesses players is a, is a post, the postie getting up, doing their rounds, coming back, then doing training, you know, from, you know, two till seven in the afternoon, then getting hurt and then being up again the next day or they've got to go and play a game which kicks off at 7.30 and they don't get home till 11 and they've got to be up again for work at four. That's the realities of the competition. And I'm not thinking, you know, it's it's as much as, you know, we want to see it on, 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 on the TV or the FA player, those in charge need to look at it and think, how are we going to get the best of this competition for the teams that are in the competition and take into account whether they're part-time and how that works out for them, as well as those that are professional who have all of the luxuries of a professional team? I think it needs a massive overhaul. I think yeah. a, a lot of people are calling out for it now. Every season, this competition comes along and fans have got so many questions. It's, it, <laughs> it looks so unprofessional. It, it, it just doesn't look and reflect well on, on anyone, really. Yeah. I, I, I do believe there is going to be, um, you know, con- the continental sponsorship. I think it runs up till next year. And going forward, I don't know if they're going to look, maybe look to bring a new sponsor on board that, and, and just completely use that opportunity to revamp the whole tournament. Yeah, they might actually just play it on PlayStation 5. Who knows? Just <laughs> oh, yeah. that is one thing today that's really winding me up. Why are players going on Twitter saying, please send me a PS5. Just wait like everyone Just wait like everyone else and bloody buy your own. I saw someone send out a I've message. Do. Someone sent out a message going, do you know where we can get a PS5? I'm really desperate. And I'm like thinking, what? <laughs> Doing what? my head in that today. <laughs> what? You send that, you sent a message out for that. And then I and what did I do? I Googled it and it was just like everywhere sold out. So, <laughs> so you know, there you go. Just, that's what it is. That's <laughs> what that, it is. Though, if anybody is listening that does have a PS5, that's fine What you mean is that you're appealing to Sony directly and you would like one. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> Two different games. You've spoke about the Conti Cup. Uh, fixture last night I mean 
it was a bit of a, a difficult watch, I think, for both teams. I, I, I failed to to really see what highlights. Could, I mean, you watched the highlights, Rodney. Yeah. What did they show? Because I'll tell you what it showed. It showed a lot of close chances. It showed a lot of crosses. To be honest, from, from the highlights that I saw, and I will watch the game in full, is that there were a couple of chances that United did have to, to kind of have a decent strike towards goal, but, you know, couldn't sort the player, couldn't sort their feet out in front of goal. You know, there were crosses that were kind of either cross shots, uh, not close enough for the keeper to save, but not near enough the player running into the box to get on the end of. Uh, it seemed a, a kind of a, you know, a mixed bag of opportunities, um, especially when you make so many changes from the, from a, from a, a league game where the two teams faced one another. So, you know, in terms of a competition, your Man United fans will be happy to win a penalty shootout. I mean, there's always the drama. Everyone loves winning penalties. It's great. But, you know, you've only got to look at the table for the competition to see where your team finishes. And you just think, well, well that's, that's it over for this year. <laughs> So, um, and as I said, I think it's annoying for for United fans in the fact that you still really got Everton left to play. Yeah, and, and you know it, it's and it's a game really that you know what I mean like it's a bit annoying to go into that game. I suppose. What do they have to play the game? Can they not just I say know, you have to ask the question? Really, does it need to be do, played? Do, I don't know. Do they have to play it? Because you look at the table, you think. Off again, to be honest. And yeah, I mean, like, why, why would you put you yourself through? It? What for? Just like you know, <laughs> seed it because you can't go through. It's done. You know, it's 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 a mute point. It's finished. Never non-ency. Yeah, you know, if you know that you cannot get through, then it is a dead. What you call a dead rubber game. How would you reflect on the week? Happy, happy, happy with the point in the league. Happy with the performance in the second half. Um, indifferent about, personally, indifferent about the Conti Cup result. I mean, great to win on penalties, but it doesn't change anything in terms of, of the competition group um, table. Um, satisfied that, that in terms of 90 minutes or 90 plus minutes, um, you don't see your team lose. You know, penalties are a lottery. And like I said, in, in a league fixture, to get a point and against you know one of the established top three, great. Could have gone the other way in terms of getting all three points, but it it, it uh, definitely what you would see is puts down a marker for the rest of the season. It's going to be a, it's going to be very interesting going forward because every team will set up in a particular way now to see how they they deal with Manchester United's style of play. And um, there are some big games still to come up. Obviously, there's the return. There's Everton, you know, Spurs with a new manager, West Ham with a new manager possibly at some point. It's going to be interesting. Very, very interesting. So uh, from a Manchester United fan point of view, happy, you know, satisfied, but not gloating. Like I said, the, the cigar, the virtual cigar is in, it's in the ashtray. It's just, it's on hold for now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, I'll let you have it. I'll no, go out. Listen, you get you're getting in, you're getting enough stick on Twitter. Oh no, I know. I see I see the banter. I'm gonna have a see the break banter. on Twitter off Twitter, I think. I see the banter coming your way. <laughs> United fans can't not all United fans, I'm not gonna say it's everyone, but I think they got much enjoyment out of Alex missing a Yeah, penalty. of course. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know it's to be, look it, to be honest you know I, like with most clubs I've seen where players leave there's this like you can't leave us it's terrible you should never leave us there's it's just one of those things for me I think she's a very good player I think that she is one of those it'll probably make her more determined for the rest of the season and and you know she she'll have that in her mind she'll be aware of it and she'll you know put in some really good performances for City I've got no doubt what kind of player she is in terms of the quality that she has she is a very good player you know and um, I I was one like many others that moaned when she left and said how could this happen but stuff does I'm still very surprised it did happen in all honesty given the the setup and the the idea you know going forward for United and it, I think it was one of the surprising moves of of that season do you know what I mean yeah I think it took everyone by surprise yeah. but she obviously went away to to do what she wanted to do and you know I, I don't think you can hold that against anyone you know she took her opportunity and she went and did what she wanted to do and she did it you can't blame her for that and you can't no. hold it against her I just yeah. think uh with Alex for me coming into the city squad I worried about how she would fit in, you know, with Demi in the left back role. I, I just, you know, she she cemented that role. That's her role, you know what I mean? And I and I couldn't see anybody coming in and taking that off of her. And I, I was kind of a bit aggrieved at the idea of that happening. But as a centre back, I, it kind of didn't even come into mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've been so impressed. And and I think last night in the Conti Cup, she really shown for me she was one of the best players out there for us and I was really impressed with how she played and um, those long balls they were so precise and you know like she just added so much to the game you know because you know Steph offers us those long sort of balls as well going forward and you know with Steph not being in the squad and and Alex coming in for that centre-back pairing with with Gemma it was it was fresh and it was good to see. Mm. I, I would say, not su- from, from what I know of her, not surprised that she's playing centre-back. She, I've seen, seen her play um, elsewhere apart, other than left-back. Very comfortable on the ball, very cultured left foot. Passing is always assured. Forward thinking in her play. Not someone to go back to the keeper. You know, when you have someone like that that plays centre-back or left-back or, you know, um, don't be surprised in, in, a, in a deep line midfield role that can ping passes out, you know. I've got, to, I've got to say just on that as well, though, Emily Ramsey, she did really well last night yeah. because yeah. Janine was really trying to pile on the pressure and it almost felt as if a mistake was going to happen and she was just going to pounce on something. But she was so composed and she was she was really confident and she did really well in that, in that penalty. Here. Yeah, great penalty save. Great. You know, sometimes keepers dive too soon or they go the wrong way but you know did did what you need to do some of the, the men in the Premier League in goal, in goal need to take take a little oh is that how you do it um, so yeah she did really really well she did really well and, and it's a good moment for her but you know I suppose it's, it's it's difficult in a sense for her to like we win the penalty shootout but we don't go through this is a different kind of enjoyment for some players because the, the, the slow realisation is that you, you get a, a, a short amount of excitement from that moment, but it's not sustained because you cannot talk about the next game because it's, you know, it's a, a dead rubber against Everton and then that's it, if the game is ever played. So 
but it will go down in the in the memory bank of Manchester United fans as one of the greatest penalty saves of all time. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> right, and on that note... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of the season and, and seeing what happens and, and how the, t- the team how the team progresses and what they do and how they deal with obviously what will be coming their way because I'm sure that every other team will be gearing up to come and, and, and knock you off your perch, as they say. When you get to the top, you've got to watch out for the stones from below. I like That's very, like, philosophical. <laughs> Quite deep. <laughs> unscripted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> very unscripted. <laughs> Well, thank you, Rodney, for joining me. It was nice to... I kind of thought, seeing as we previewed it together, we might as well sort of like look yeah, back on it together. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I, I'm glad you asked me back on and It's good because, you know, I, you know I, I was critical of City as well as being praising of Manchester United. So there's balance. Yeah, it is balance. <laughs> it's a hard game, you know, to call derbies. You know, we said this going yeah, into it. Yeah. I think the WSL game was, like I said, just a totally different game to that that we saw last night. And I think it had everything, you know, you wanted a derby to be. Last night, not so much. <laughs> that was yeah, just, yes. <laughs> yeah, last night, not so much. But I kind of just feel that, you know, it's everything to play for now. And I think yeah. every every game now is a, a big game. And that's for all clubs, not just City and United or, or anyone, you know. It's uh, it's going to be interesting, like you said, to hear how this season now sort of yeah. is. Yeah, it's, uh, listen, I'm excited. Bring it on. <laughs> All right, Rodney. Well, take care and I'll speak to you soon. All right, take care. Thanks. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Rodney for joining me on this week's show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks as we now look ahead to the international break. In the meantime, make sure you're following us across our social medias at MCW Fancast. And we'll see you back here on Friday the 4th of December for another Everton preview. I think that's about the third one we've had this season already and we're not even halfway through yet. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>